0: Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live Unscripted and rewrite your life. Hey girl, I wanted to introduce you to our latest brand partners here at Unscripted, JFF, Journey to Financial Freedom. If you've ever felt like your finances are the thing that is holding you back from truly reaching your potential, then let me introduce you to these guys. They help online coaches, consultants, and the likes of us organize and streamline your entire financial world. By doing so, they give you the clarity and empowerment you crave to confidently scale your empire. Not only do they help you shoot for that dream life, but they've got this unique blend of tactical and emotional financial strategies. They dive deep addressing money at an emotional level because they know it's those underlying beliefs and behaviors that can keep us stuck. They're passionate about transforming your relationship with money by aligning your deep seated beliefs with those big dreamy goals. So with JFF, you're not just achieving financial mastery, you're reshaping your entire mindset for success and empowerment. They have a vision beyond the numbers. They believe that with a solid grip on your finances, you can turn your business into a force of good, making a lasting mark on the causes close to your heart. Imagine not only achieving your financial goals, but also creating waves of positive change in your community and beyond. So how are you vibing with your finances lately? Let's level it up together and make an impact. Jump in with JFF and bring those dreams to life. If you want to hear a little bit more, tune into episode 234 with the girl, the hype girl, Steph who we dropped in and shared a little bit about my backstory and my finance trauma and all the things in between and why I am jumping in and becoming a part of the JFF family. And you can too. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Unscripted, the podcast. And per usual, I'm extremely excited for today's guest because she has been such a bright light in my life. And I know in so many other people's lives, she is light. Therefore, she creates the illumination to allow yourself to be the light that's already inside of you. And we're going to dive into this topic specifically today on the show because we know we can really maybe crack you open and help you shine your light a little bit brighter by having these deeper conversations because at one point, I don't think we resonated with this term of being the light. And I'm so grateful that we're going to get to dive into this conversation today. Leah, welcome to the show. yeah It's so fun to be here. Oh my All right, let me just I'm gonna do a formal intro, but this this woman, okay, she is the founder, yes, of Valencia Key Design, but she is so much more than that. I've had the honor of seeing her speak a couple times now. I've got to witness her energy as she holds space for her best friend, Miss Jamie Kern Lima, and just see the energy in which she just is. And you know there's some people that you're like, they just kind of have it, but you're like, Did you always have it? Like, who were you before this version that we see? So can you enlighten us a little bit, my friend?
1: Oh, I love that question. I love to get where it starts from because then you start to see how life can literally take as many turns, and and you you have the power to direct the turns that you make. So, like if you look at me, I thank you so much for those beautiful words. You may just like, oh, she was born into light, like that was just her natural. It's it's the the surroundings. One would think that I was born into is why, but it's quite the opposite. I self-defined it as I was born in a darkness. I was born in the most impoverished neighborhood in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The neighborhood I was born into, trash filling the streets, drug transactions on every corner. If you could define a physical living experience of darkness, that's what I was born into. Born into a single mother of three children, myself, my brother, and my sister, My mother, one of the most intelligent souls that I will ever know, hands down. But I like to self-diagnose that she was physically paralyzed by society's stereotypes, being an African-American woman born into poverty and all the things and and stigmas that go to that. Also generational curses or anyone who doesn't know what that is. That means my mother's mother was born in poverty. Her mother was born in poverty and it kept going and rippling down generations. And that physically paralyzed her. But what I love to share is that she used her last resort. She couldn't physically break herself out of it. But the moment we went from poverty to destitute was when my mother broke her leg in several places, and she could no longer afford this little one-bedroom apartment that we lived in, one room um, with four people. She couldn't afford it anymore. And I remember the day she was getting us home from school, and we get to the door, and there's a padlock on the door. And I'm about third grade, which puts me around age eight, so I'm super young, and I, I see pain. When you're born in poverty, you don't know the difference, right? So you don't really know pain. But at that moment, I saw a mother have no place for her children to lay, her head, lay their head. And, and that's where I was experienced, like, oh, this is not good. That immediately put us to a woman's homeless shelter. And that woman's homeless shelter, I love to paint the visual because it was the first moment that I say a seed of light, a seed, was planted in my life. Because the homeless shelter we landed in was a big gym room size. And cots, if anyone knows what cot is, it's metal, hard, foldable, small beds. And there's one cot one foot away from each other filling the room. And then the one mother gets one cot for the entire family. So your entire family is balled up with the little belongings you have on this hard, cold framed cot. So there's crying, there's sorrow, there's profanity, there's darkness, there's hopelessness filling this entire room. And this is what I'm living. This is what I'm coming up in. And, and i love for you to understand that there's power in words because in that very moment, my mother, I vivid and I blacked out a lot of tragedy, but I vividly remember this moment. She looked down at her three children and she said, your predicament does not determine your destiny. And I call it a seed. Because I was young. And so I was looking around saying, this is pretty much looking like destiny to me. <laughs> for sure. And I, I didn't grab that, but it was planted in me. So I like pausing there for all the hearts listening. The power of word is so magical. Good. Even when you don't think it's penetrating, it's planting something. So think about who... And what words you're speaking out into people? What words are you speaking out into your own life? What words are you putting just out in the atmosphere? And and think about now, I was eight and now I'm 44 and those words are growing. It's a beautiful seed. So watch your words and speak power that you wanna see in. Now, I didn't take those words on to form at that moment because I couldn't process it. So I've started to become my environment. So I was not always this way. I became negative, speaking wrong, failing every grade in school, just quite opposite of who you see today is what I was. And the actual first light that I say that was turned on in my life was me coming back from school. Another moment that I remember so clear. And I see my mother standing at the door of, of the homeless shelter. And I'm a little confused and she doesn't look too happy. So I'm a little nervous <laughs> and I get in front of her and she asks, she said, I have something to ask you, Leah, do you want to be a follower or leader? And I'm now about 10 or 11 years have went by and I was confused. And so she continues. She says, cause right now you're following Leah and guess what? You're going to follow and become everything that you see around you or Leah. You have the power to choose. You have the power to choose to lead your life. And I love that real clear. Not anyone else's, not anything external. Your life, she said, there's an inner light inside of you. There's a whisper of your divine destiny inside of you. And all you have to do, Leah, is choose it. And she left me with one statement, actually. Leah, you choose. And she walked away
0: i mean if you think about how insightful and brilliant that was that your mother called that out in you it's like i make i don't i make bad jokes a lot often when you know the most fucked up people in situations literally can be the best teachers and coaches because they've lived the other side of it and they never made the choice to to make the changes and do the things. But we see in others so much more than we ever see in ourselves, right? And at the end of the day, it's like, what? Sorry. What is it that they see in you that they don't see in themselves? But it doesn't matter. At that point, she at least had the wherewithal and the parenting know-how to say to her child who at 10, "Who who knew if you would really resonate or just like, whatever, mom, you know, in that moment. But luckily right? The seeds that are planted can either be good or bad in those early ages. And luckily, your mom had the forefront to like say those things to you to bring attention that you are not your circumstances. And I think, you know, now obviously in reflection, you realize that, but at 10, you probably went in one ear and out the other. At 10, you know, it was magical. When I heard predicament
1: doesn't determine your destiny at eight. It just Happened. It came into my heart. I remember it, so it planted. But it, there, it didn't make an effect in my life. But I promise you that power of choice. I I call it divine because at that young age, the fact of it really resonating with me to me is quite divine. But I can truly say, oh, my mother left me standing there, and and I re- I remember even in my being filled with this power of choice, like. The light was turned on. I'm not playing. Like, I didn't know I had choice. I don't even know if I knew the word choice. I don't even know if I ever used it. And when she said, like, you choose. And she painted the two pictures of, like, you're choosing this outside thing. And it's clear what that is. But then she called out this inside thing that I had been battling the whole time. I didn't feel ever feel good being negative. Mm. It wasn't aligned with me. But that's all I saw. But, but inside of me just knew it wasn't right. And so she just awakened that inside of me and said, you choose that always, nothing external. And immediately it clicked onto me. I remember the next day, so clear, I went back to the school and I asked, how do I get better grades? How do I see beyond my environment? And, and so I love sharing that because it's this magical thing of choice even in the roughest situations you you either choose to to perish in the predicament or you choose to find millimeter movements towards the opposite of what you're in and i always call millimeter movements because i when i create jewelry the power of a millimeter is so powerful whenever i'm hand sketching something the manufacturer is like okay how many millimeters is that and because it changes the design completely, something two millimeters is flexible but yet still durable. something three millimeters you can't even bend and is no longer the design. That's how much of an impact the millimeter, which is the smallest measurement on a ruler, is. And then I start to look at my life and I'm like, it's those small movements that has allowed me to shatter glass ceilings. Yeah. It's the asking, "How do I get better grades?" It wasn't even the doing, the action of getting, it was the first question that changes the life.
0: You know, I've heard your story a couple of times, and I don't think I've heard that piece of the story of you going back to school right after that comment and asking, how do I get better grades? And, you know, before we hit record, we talked about what would we like to focus on that could help somebody right now with both of our stories and who we are and conversation we're willing to have. And it was, what question do you need to ask? Maybe it's yourself. And usually it is, you know, what do I need to do in this moment to start the thing or become the person I need to be or take one millimeter of a different path than I'm currently taking now to have a one millimeter result. We think we have to do things that are going to create these massive results. And if they're not going to, we're not willing to do them. And I think watching you and the way you've continuously showed up from probably that very moment until now is why we see the version of you that we see. And I think we just see more and more a fully expressed version of who you've always been. But it's yeah. through taking those millimeter actions, right, that got you where you're at, which right now, like, tell all the people the current, like, cool shit that you're doing. I mean, this woman's been in Oprah Magazine, PBS, CBS, all the BBSs, all the things, only Tile Magazine. And, and Valencia Key Design is not just a jewelry company, but a true company of light and joy, and yes, there's jewelry. And yes, there's fun, comfy things that you can wear. And you have all sorts of amazing stuff that is in one of my most favorite colors, yellow. And <laughs> you just it's such a it's such a vibe and it's such a brand recognition. And you just are you book you make your brand become who you are versus yes. you becoming your brand. Like your brand became an extension of who you are, which is such a cool thing to see. And when you get to be in her presence, I, I wish that for everybody, you will feel that and see that. And when she's on stage, just the energy and the rawness and the real and you just, you have something special in you that I'm so grateful we've been able to experience and everyone I know that knows you is better for that. So I mean, me especially, I was like, I can't wait to have you on the show and then getting to see you like in person, like I feel so honored and lucky. So to walk us through how we went from the idea of a design or creating something, a product to having your ship on QVC, holy F. <laughs> no, I Melanie in love,
1: Let's <laughs> start there. So, yeah, wow. Thank you for those. I listen. I'm like, wow. That's really things I couldn't even dream of keep happening. But I, I think there's there's a couple of things that are so important that I love for any heart to receive. One is listening to the words that serve you, and and releasing those that don't. The word that the this is so interesting. The word that came into my heart today was release. And I I realized that one of the most powerful tools that I use out of many is this power to release things. And a lot of statements are kind of like counterintuitive because you got to hold on to what you have, you may hear, you know, you got to hold on. But my power to release has been my also ability to receive. And when my mother passed at a very very young age 40s late 40s maybe on that part at blackout age but right before she passed she did get to see me starting to shine my light just a little bit (laughs) and leading my life and I remember the one of the last conversations she had she said Leah I see you shining and radiating your light and choosing your destiny and she gave me these little earrings and she said okay so There's going to be times to life it's hard that you're going to feel that you can't find your light. You don't have it. Wear your earrings every day and let them be the symbolic reminder that inside of you is always the light. And all you have to do is choose it. And that was magic for me to allowing to pair symbolisms in your life because you need things to keep you going. Like this, my unique podcast. That's why I love the concept of a podcast because you want to be surrounded and hear the things you need to hear. You want to see the things you need to see that trigger you and the places you want to go. And that's what um, Valencia Key start to become. So I just start to hand sketch designs, honestly, that once my mother passed, like, well, how would this symbolize something I want people to remind it with in, in my journey? For example, my Rooted collection. It's all these textures of roots going through the design, but they're all based at a a main base point. And what I realize is every time I'm in a storm, I am always in storms because that's life, but I I am centered in peace and joy and I can find it. I can find peace in the middle of a storm. I can find joy in the middle of the storm. And I start to ask myself, whoa, wow, this is kind of cool. How is that possible? And I realized when the storm's not there, or even in the storm, I've claimed words, which are action words. And even if I am not that, I claim them and then I start to find out what they look like. So what does love look like? Love is my word that I claim. And what is what does it look like? Truly, from a pure perspective, it's patient, it's kind, it's welcoming, it's opening, it's nonjudgmental. And so, if that's the word I claim, then now I'm able to check into that always and check myself and how I'm being or how I'm receiving, to shift into always being around love and being love in the world. I'm rooted in peace. It's the most powerful center energy that you can ever be in because you can't be love if you don't have peace. You can't find joy if you don't have peace. And so, what what is peace? Peace is the power of releasing what you have no control over. Giving it up to a higher power and then a piece also is then willing to address the things and acknowledge the things that you do have some power, even if it's a micro millimeter movement of power, and then addressing that and finding out how how do I make an impact in that little thing to create the control in my world and my center And so I root in these things and that's how I'm able to trigger back into to where I want to be and who I want to be. And so I, I hand sketched the design for that. And that honestly was not a business concept for me. It was therapy <laughs> for me. And I just start to follow. I was the first and only person to get my master's degree, undergrad degree, and my family and in my entire environment. And so I started to choose the things of things that people used to say was impossible for where I came from. And then I realized my mother said when she was no longer with me, oh, but but listen to the inside of you. And I then got quiet with myself and said, but what really brings you joy, Leah? And creativity would always come up. I come alive when I get to create. And I didn't thank jewelry. And I shared this because your linear, your path and your destiny does not have to be a straight line. You're hitting mark. That's gonna get you to the point of your destiny. If you just say yes to the inside whispers of you, it will take you to some magical places. And that these little these little things start to move me from place to place. I said yes to art and creativity, and that first yes was cosmetology. Honestly, we talked earlier offline about my dream of creating a a skill school that gives people with less opportunity, the opportunity to get licensed and a skill. It's because that's what changed my life. I had a master's degree and I was making no money. But as soon as I went back and humbled myself with a master's degree to go back to cosmetology school, because it was what served me and joy. So I'd love to stop and say, are you listening to what serves you? Because a lot of times we're so outside of ourselves. What people say is the right thing. What people are doing that looks like the right thing. And you're serving the world and you're serving your family and you're serving the stereotype or the stigma that you want to be connected to. But there's no joy in serving others. Until you serve yourself, the powerful way to find joy in serving. I was just saying this today. I said, oh, I'm so aligned and I consistently root into who I am, what I love, what I enjoy, who I want to be, where I want to be. I am so in line with myself and I consistently make time to understand that and acknowledge that. That once I open my eyes, I'm able to serve in the most purest form of others because I'm clear for me. And, and that is this shift and will keep going, but that kept moving me to find my own place in life. And it moved me to QVC eventually okay. um, being a hair, a hairstylist at QVC being journey there.
0: Okay. Wait, so I don't know this part of the journey. And you know, my background, I was a hairdresser for 22 years. This podcast originally was called the beauty inspires beauty podcast, which was birthed in my salon that was shut down because of COVID. I had finally opened my dream space. And six months later, we were closed. And so I'd wanted to start a podcast for about two years but I was too scared and too unsure of like what I wanted to talk about. And finally, I had no more excuses. And I had an industry that I felt like I needed to create a voice for. We were scared. We didn't know what was going on. And that's when we finally launched the podcast. And then probably about a year ago, I rebranded to be called Unscripted to just kind of open up you know, to more people to share more personal development and, you know, entrepreneurship stuff. But yeah, that's my background. And I still do hair a couple times a month. Me too. I still do oh like hair. Gosh. I mean, hair has served me well.
1: Uh, it has served, it is. I got a cosmetology license, instructor license. The The funny part is I just wanted to be a makeup artist, right? Like that was my jam. I'm, Cause I think that's where all the colors come in and you get, but But I always, my mother always said complete fully. And so I realized like, oh, what like, how can you like fully get into the industry? And a cosmetology license was where it was at. Because if you could do hair, makeup, cut, color, you had a more rounded ability to be in different facets of the industry. And I like, I love, that's another mindset that I have a key that helps unlock things for me. I like to say, what are all the possibilities? I love that. And I'm going after all of them. <laughs> yeah, that all three into QVC. I I am a master's degree. I was working for Matt Cosmetics. And I always ask. I love asking. It's one of my, another key that has changed my life. I, I share my dreams in the world which is quite opposite of what the poverty environment or the poverty mindset says. The poverty mindset says, hold your dreams close. Don't tell anybody what you're doing. They're going to kill it. And then the truth of the matter in the world is nobody can kill any of your dreams but you. (laughs) Nobody. I don't care. Someone could say no to you a million times. Someone could tell you why you're not good enough a million times. And all of that hurts. It truly does. But the only person that makes the choice to kill it is you. And I realized like, oh, so if that's not true anymore, then there's power in just telling people not to get help from them, but just to get it out my body and live it to have wings to fly. So I just started telling people my dreams and asking a lot of questions. And this beautiful heart and that cosmetics says she worked for QVC And I was like, what is that? Because I knew I wanted to be a hair, I wanted to work in the art industry. I didn't want to work in a salon because I didn't want to try to manage client books. That wasn't where my joy was. It was just in full creativity. And she said it was this place of 24 hour selling. I was like, that's a 24 hour salon there. I'm in. (laughs) And why I share this is who are you on the journey? How are you on the journey? Are you joy in your quest? Are you smiling when people meet you? Are you open hearted? Because that is not my talent that has shattered my glass ceiling. It is my base of energy, excitement, and zest that has welcomed me into rooms that I didn't even know existed. She immediately gave me the QVC Salon's manager Contact And I didn't finish my license at the time. So I wasn't approved to get in. Five years later, three years later, I get my license. Takes me five years to get in the QVC. No after no after no, not denied, not approved. And my my prescription for myself was if someone smiles at me twice, I will tell them my dream. So I would tell them I want to work for QVC. The reason why I share this, you don't know why your divine whisper is telling you to be at a place. It's going to open up doors beyond what you can ever dream. I dreamed to be in a salon doing hair makeup. That was my dream. God had a bigger dream for me. I said it to everyone this one time trying to support myself. I was bartending and I the gentleman smiled at me twice. He probably just wanted a rum and coke. Right. But it was my barometer. So I told him I wanted to work for QVC. He said, oh, my friend works for QVC. His name was Fred. He said, Stephanie works for QVC. Let me get your contact information. The next day, who are you? The text came in from Stephanie Humphrey. I had never met this heart a day in my life. She is now one of my dearest friends. She said, my friend Fred said your energy was so powerful to do whatever I could to help you in this dream of getting into QVC. She gave me the contact information, the person's name, the email address, and she said, also use me as a reference. Who are you? How are you? It will shatter any business plan that you don't have. It'll shatter any skill that you are lacking. I barely can write. I don't spell well. I'm lacking in so many areas. But when I show up, I would live fully and I show life fully. And that beautiful reference got me into the doors. Now, the five years I was trying to get into QVC, I was sweeping salon floors. Are you willing to humble yourself to learn? I had a master's degree and I'm sweeping floors and I swept floors the happy. I was the happiest Floor sweeper, because in my environment, I was learning from master stylists. That was my magic. That was my why for being there. Yeah, And that walked me into QVC doors. And then that's when my second light out of many came because I was around whew, dream makers, PVC hosts, and yep. dreamers, entrepreneurs. And that's where everything began to be birthed.
0: Amazing. Did you already live in the town where QVC is hosted? Is Were you in proximity already? I lived in Philadelphia. I was 30, 40 minutes away from this place. I didn't even know existed. Holy shit. That's so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I just, you know, and I think the beautiful thing and anyone who's ever been in a salon or worked in a salon- you know the energy in which a salon can hold. And it's why so many people are drawn to the industry. It's because of the energy that comes from that place where people are in their creative flow. Flow, And a lot of times it's the music, it's the environment, and your environment can create like all of the things. So maybe it's not the actual thing you're doing that lights you up. Maybe sweeping floors isn't obviously everyone's jam, but you are in an environment around people who are happy living on their purpose, doing things they loved, around people receiving, you know, What feels like joy getting your hair done? We know they walk in happy, they walk out happy, they're paying. Like, it's one of those magical places that I I talk often about missing those interactions with my clients. Like, I use, I mean, I had clients 15, 20 years. Like, those are Mm -hmm. relationships that you've built. I'm sure you've worked on a lot of the same people over the years at QVC, you know. And I always say, I'm like, not to not toot my horn, but I'm not the best out there at hair and makeup. I'm really good, but it's my energy and it's my personality. It's like why people ask me to be in the rooms to do hair and makeup for like a lot of the speakers. You know, I was at Keisha's and I'm able to like hold that energy in the room. That's why I get invited into those spaces. And so, you know, I remember when I chose to go to beauty school, my mom was like, that's not a real job. Like you need to get a real job. I'll send you to be a doctor or a lawyer. And I said, well, you should have paid attention to my grades in high school because I didn't even take my SATs and I can't get into those schools, mom. So, this is probably the best case scenario for both of us. And I remember my mom, this is when, you know, if you talk about shining light, she said, Okay, well, if you're going to choose this career, you better work at the best salon in San Diego. I'm going to find it and I'll go get my hair done there so you haven't been to that place. And oh my God turns out my 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 stepdad well they had been divorced at the time was good friends with the guy who was dating someone that worked at that place so it was divine intervention and it was you know just what a year of school but it led me down this path of self-discovery and building my own levels of confidence and realizing that I had that light that people were attracted to because I remember after a couple of years of hustling and building my business and looking around at everyone else who had the same opportunity I was like why am I so much more busy than everybody else I know I'm good but like she's good too. And I remember it just being the light and the the side conversations I would have with my clients and the space I was able to hold, even at a young age before I'd really done any personal development. I think, you know, I, I I think those of us who have it, we we can double down on it. And those of us who feel like we we've never really had it, it's something you can choose, like you said earlier, to explore and say, How can I get better at this? How can I learn how to be a bigger light or hold more space or be the person that people go to for these conversations or whatever that looks like. So I, I think, you know, we don't always have that person who says what your mom says. Often when you were saying that earlier, I think when you're like, choose the thoughts you want to think or th- choose the beliefs. I know a lot of people probably listening are trying to find somewhere where they were told something. And many of us were were told things that dimmed our light or all neg- have choices, right? The negative shit. And we've carried that along with us into adulthood without realizing that we subscribed to that lie, that story, that belief way back when. But along the way, we never gave ourselves permission to re-choose that thought or belief or to try to, you know, prove it wrong, if you will. And we've just lived in that, in that situation. So for anybody kind of, I don't think I really attract those type of people on this podcast. I think most people here are here for that uplifting, that story to find some relatability when they listen to these episodes. But for someone who is still maybe in that, like, I didn't have that. What would be something you would share with them to help them see that there is the power of their choice still? It still exists. They still can choose now.
1: Yeah, it's so cool because, like, you can find it. It's all about going back inside of you. I think that's the number one key. Your inner soul will tell you your path. It'll tell you when you're you're loved. It'll tell you when you're not loved. It'll tell you when you need to shed that and there's something else different. And we choose to ignore it because it's kind of hard to listen to it. But it'll, it'll tell you. And so I think the first thing is, like, really listening to you. Like, valuing you above all and not in a, like, put other people down way ever. It's like, when you can really hear you, then you can really hear someone else. hmm the, the, the challenge is when when someone's being selfish or has no humility or kind of block, generally they don't know themselves and they're trying to be something right or they're trying to quest something outside of who they really are because they haven't taken because it, it's very courageous to go back inside. Because you start to see the harder parts of you. You start to see the areas where you need strength in, right? And you start to see the areas where you weren't cared for. And and you don't want to recognize all those things. But once you start to recognize them, then you can go find them. Maybe you're like, I forgot words of affirmation. All I got was words of demise. and Because that's what I, the word surroundings taught me. Well, then if your soul says you need it, you can then... Acknowledge that and you go find it. Right. You go turn on a podcast that is telling you because you are living, you are wonderful. Right. Or or volunteer. Like I show up in places where I need where I want to be. I show up free. There's no pressure <laughs> like nobody If you wanting to get paid. Then the pressure happens. But there's a lot of free stuff. And when I was sleeping, sweeping floors, it was pretty free because I was getting paid like under the table. Very low money. Right. And but I wanted to be in that environment. So find the environment that your soul needs. And then how, how can you you serve in that environment? And you'll get everything you need by serving. And and it's this give and take beauty of life. And then I really say release things that don't serve you. I think it, I, I'm gonna I'm say it so cavalier and people like, but it's kind of hard to release, but you got, you have the power to unlock it. You hold the key to lock it and hold it. You hold the key to hold anger in your heart. You hold the key to to hold whatever in your heart. And then you also, and that's what Valencia Key is about. Be Valencia means bravery and courage. And key is unlocking this light of possibility. And we have this bravery and courage inside of us. And all of the keys we need. And the truth is, is all we just have to do is say, today I release that. And maybe you don't feel it, but then you say it again, I release that. I don't, I don't give it space in my life anymore. I don't allow, let it hold me down anymore. And then, and then you look at and then then I love to say, then what's the opposite of that? So how do you get out of a predicament? You look at the predicament, you say, I release it, and then you say, Okay, what is the opposite of that predicament? Then you make an action to the opposite direction. And then in those small actions, you you let li- you literally start to change your life. And like you said, if I could say anything, how are you in the world is so powerful. Are you kind? Do you really see people, or are you self-agenda? Do you see people for what they can do for you? Because the beauty is when you really build a beautiful relationship through osmosis, people want to bless you, mm-hmm. and, and they and they and they offer it. You don't have to ask it, but, but it, it truly takes time to say, I value relationship over anything. And I value being kind and not being a pushover because kindness is not a pushover, but being kind. And I, I value finding joy in all things. When I show up to a business meeting, I am dancing. I am smiling. I am jamming. I'm even saying, Oh, that's a cute outfit. Like, I am seeing all of it, even in a corporate experience, because that's human. And I think in the world, we're taking a lot of that human experience out of things. And it's refreshing when you meet someone that brings it back. And so you can be one in a hundred. And then when you become one in a hundred, then people start welcoming you, just like you just, into rooms. Mm. And your dreams start to truly happen.
0: Oh my gosh. So many, like... Who knew that your mom was actually Maya Angelou with like all miners, yeah. right? Like if her, her name pops in my head. I was like, gosh, she was like a thought leader before thought leaders existed, but she didn't have the platform, or she didn't have the microphone or she didn't have a podcast. You know, like could you imagine if your mom sat down and really downloaded everything that like came to her? Like you only heard a smidge. Like she didn't have anybody to share that shit with. Hold on, I'm gonna do it one better.
1: I this is wild that I'm actually speaking now. When I was younger they start giving these oratorical competitions out. And I'm like, I want to do that. I can not even write a word. I can not write a sentence. And so my mother liked speaking and writing. So she said, I'll write your speech and I'll teach you how to, to speak it. If you want to speak it, I'll teach you how to speak it. One of her, I remember this speech and I was in fifth grade and it won, I won third in the city with it. This is a project baby. This is a baby in a homeless shelter with no food no food. We starved every month deciding to want to speak in oratorical competitions. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at where you want to be. And I would always, I would never look at my now. I would look at where I want to be. And hungry and homeless, my mother's writing this oratorical speech. But the the last sentence I remember clearly was, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. And if you can't do it, it can't be done. And I, I think she I think she was inspired by one of the African-American thought leaders at the time who kind of had that, that wording and that statement, but she wrote that out at a time such as that in my oratorical speech that those words to me right now resonate. If I can believe it, I can achieve it. Meaning this is for someone right now. It's a thought and a dream and a belief. Belief is an action word, so it means something that you're doing something towards. But if a thought comes in your brain, then it's meant for you to do and it's meant that you can achieve. And it's so definely curated for you that when you do it, no one else can do it like you. Even if a million jewelry brands are in this world, there are a million jewelry brands in this world, but there is no one that will birth light through joy and light in the form of jewelry, like Valencia can And that's the story for you all
0: as well. And she was mic dropping that when I was in fifth grade. Oh, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. You said something before. I mean, I have so many one liner quotes for you. When you can really hear you, you can hear someone else. Mm. And honestly, I think so many of us can just pause for a moment and just like sit in reflection of that for a second, because you did, you know, call us up a little bit a few times with, you know, how are you self, like, are, what was, how did you phrase it? Are you self, like, when you're looking for only yourself to be fulfilled, or you're looking for the expectation around people?
1: Yes, yes. Oh, Are you, are you in this self they call it like if you're looking for self-validation, like, right, you're out here looking for validation externally, but you're not looking inside for yourself. And then you you start to think that you're the pe- people start to think that you're selfish or or that you're arrogant or all these negative things. But the truth is you don't really know you. So you put this air on to be something outside of who you really are. The cool part about it is I don't need an air. Yeah, I, I'm i so clear with who I am. I can allow you to be in the room and I can just soak up all of you and love all of you because I'm so comfortable with me.
0: And that's what draws people to you. And that's what we started off when we were discussing like what we wanted to talk about. And it's what we both see so many people like hold themselves back because they haven't given themselves the time to figure out who they really are. And they're too busy trying to show up as a version of themselves that you said earlier that people are expecting of them. And for for one, that's exhausting. And two, two, people can read right through that. They can feel the inauthenticity. And I know that word authenticity has been thrown around a lot. And a lot of people don't even know how to be authentic because they've been too busy being a version of themselves that someone else set them up to be. And- and or who they want to be perceived as. And it's why I see, you know, we talked about podcasting. So many people are waiting to feel ready or waiting to feel like they what they have to say is relevant or that they know enough to then teach it, start a program, become a coach, become a mentor, start even just like creating content around it, whether it's a podcast or to- talking about it on social media. And it's so unfortunate because I bet you know so many people, too, that if they could just believe in themselves a little bit more the power and the impact they could have on so many other people, but they're too afraid and too, I hate to use the word selfish, but they're too consumed with worrying about what everyone's going to say or think that they get in the fucking their own way.
1: Oh, and I got, oh, I got a revelation with that too. I think it is putting so much expectation on yourself that you start to try to become because you, you weighed yourself down with this Expectation factor. Like go to the dream. Know the dream is coming. Yes, hold yourself accountable for things, but the heavy expectation of it will kind of sour things. I like to live loose. I like, you know, I I do love a plan. I'm not the best planner. Someone needs to talk to me about getting more plan in my life because then I'd probably be, be faster and my trajectory, but within my, my being loose, my, my, my pressure valve is released. So I don't live in a bunch of tension. You know what I mean? Like, and I believe, like I have a bracelet called believe check and I look at it. I wear it every day. It's simple. It's classic. I love how classic it is. But when I'm moving my hands and stuff and then the world kind of has you second guess yourself sometimes. And then if you check into believing yourself, then What I know to be true about a belief is then you're always doing some action towards what you believe in. And then that's how you test if you really believe it or if you don't. And it's okay if you're not doing actions towards it. I say keep speaking out the dream until when you speak it out, you're planting seeds. Speak it out, plant seeds. That seed will start growing into a belief. And then when it grows into a belief, you'll start doing actions toward it. And then you'll start seeing these movements that you're doing. And and then the cool part about it is, and then release the valve of tension and pressure on it. It is so, and it will be done because I'm going to do actions towards it because I believe it to be true and I'll keep working towards it. And then I will release the tension off of it. Then that's when you're able to walk in a room with me and, and say, oh my gosh, she's so pleasant. She sees me. Because I'm not worried about the pressure. Because I know what is for me is going to happen regardless of what the predicament happens around me. Because I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to give up. Even when I quit every day. P.S. I quit every day.
0: (laughs) Then I show back up and do an action. I'm like, okay, I believe. (laughs) thank you for sharing that a little bit because people i mean we know we feel that every day like and that's halloween an entrepreneur or, or even some people in corporate like i'm quitting tomorrow like i quit today and every day you can't quit and then start over tomorrow like as long as you're not you know burning the boats in the in the engine but don't burn the boats. we don't care everybody just you quit like don't tell anybody and just say okay I can't quit all the time. And then I'm like, oh, this is bigger than me, though. Yeah, it's this is bigger than me. It is. And I can be about earlier being bigger, about- bigger than you. Yes. I want to talk about how much bigger it is than you. And I want to talk about how you created this vision to help more people who were in situations that you were when you were growing up and how important that is for you and how we as a community over here at Unscripted can support that. For one, I know if you're listening, you got so much value and feel so. You probably feel peace and joy right now because she just exudes that. Hence why I wish she was just like my co-host on this show, right? Okay, I'll work on it, guys. I'll work on it. But, but you know, when when you stay around people that are in this energy, I'm telling you, it is you, you can't help but be infected by it. And so this is what I talk about in the mornings when you guys see me on my on my camera and I'm at the gym and I'm like telling you how I'm in the right environment. I get myself in places that are going to give me that energy so that I can take that, use it, And and go on with my day to then shed my light on other people. So I feel like let us help you. How can we help support your business, your cause, and and the other people you want to impact?
1: Thank you. Oh, I got chills. Thank you. Cause I do need support. I I am still a super small business. It is just me and I have one other person that just joined to help me. And every month I'm praying for orders, to be honest. And do does it get hard at times? Like the strategy of a business, anyone who's starting a business knows that it is it is very challenging because there is a lot of strategy that goes into it. And I'm an artist, truthfully. <laughs> My innate being is an artist. And so one, I'm praying for hearts that will join me on this mission to shine light in the world and help get Valencia Key on as many bodies. I say gifting the gift of light. Yeah, uh, no one in this world can do without light. The sun rises every day because we need light, and I feel like we need to be a little more intentional about bringing light in our in our environment, our mind, and our space. And that's what Valencia Key provides for you visually. And so I'd love people to join join me to help share it and get it in homes and on bodies, and also orders like. Wear Valencia Key and, and and use it, though. Like, I, it's pretty. I, I, I do like the design a pretty piece because I do like a good compliment. <laughs> but on top of it, it is there for you to use and wear it as reminders for you to set your own mindset intentions, for you to put your own vision of your destiny on that piece when you get it home. And know that whatever your intention is, if you're able to wear a Valencia key piece, then whatever your intention and dream is possible. Because a young lady that can go from being homeless, starving every day, to the world saying that you won't even know my name, the environment that I was in, to being able to hear my voice and hear my story, that whatever your story and dreams are, it's truly possible. I like to give back in big ways. I work it with homeless shelters. I go in and I start to, first of all, let them see me because I think to see it is for you to know you can be it. And so more, more hearts that where I come from, need to see someone like me choosing it every moment. And I go and we, we share lessons on how do you go from one place to another and small trajectories And then I work with Beautiful Hearts in Africa. My father's actually from Africa. So it's like, well, how'd you get to Africa? Well, my father's from Africa. And he used to tell me he wasn't the best father, but he, he wasn't raised. He was pulled from his mother in a village to come to America because he tested well in the village. But he would always tell me where he came from. America poverty looks nothing like the villages and that hearts need help in Africa. So I finally got to Africa to see the need and there's a lot of need and there's a lot of gratitude and there's a lot of artistic talent. And so I start to pray like, how can we marry those two together to change generations? And I hand sketch, hand beat, handbag designs and the craft in Africa is beadwork. And so these beautiful hearts use their art and I provide income so that they can educate their family feed their family, and actually change the trajectory of their family's life and environment where it's trying to cap off what's possible for them. So that's with Valencia Key, my prayer is to continuously to show up in the world where we're inspiring ourselves to be bright, but then we're reaching back to people who maybe no one sees and pulling them up into the light. So beautiful.
0: And you guys, I have a piece. I don't know if you remember the one I bought. At the Powerhouse Women event that says peace. Yeah, you have a peace. I have a peace that says peace. And for me, you're right. You touched on that earlier. I don't think you can know love or be love if you don't have that peace. And at the end of the day, you know, that is what I, my core, that I always am craving too. And so just being around your energy brings me that. And I hope you listening to this podcast episode, whether you're on your walk or you're in the car or wherever you are spending time with us, that you are feeling some sense of peace and connection with. Not just myself, but Leah and and the, the bigger, you know, move that she's trying to make in the world by creating something that can then help other people, you know, feel more seen, feel more loved, feel more joy and peace in their life too. So if it's in your heart to click the link in the show notes below, you guys, for one, grab your own piece because you should you should have a piece of her amazing stuff. And if you've thought about buying your girlfriends a gift, it's almost the end of the year. Makes for a great Christmas gifts. There's so many other things besides jewelry that she has as well that you can purchase and check out. Once you go to the site, I'm sorry. You're probably going to spend a bunch of money, but sorry, not sorry. So, go. and if you do host big events or you need someone to speak on stage and bring the mother truck and energy, you want to have Leah at your event. You want to have her with a pop up table to sell her stuff. Just having her in your space, I swear, will 10x just the vibe of the space. So, that's my shameless plug for you, my friend, because that's the energy I felt just being in your space. And every time I'm at an event, I, is she going to be there? She wanted to speak. Is she going to have stuff to sell? I don't care. I don't know. I just hope she's going to be there. And I can't wait. I almost want to just have an event to have you there. I'm like, and am I listening?
1: Why? Right. I just, so the love, the love that uh, I feel from you is abound. And thank you. It is, it is beautiful to be loved. It is beautiful to be seen. And so I'm actually getting emotional. I'm so grateful. Everyone is listening. I'm so honored that you allow just a little piece of me to be in your heart. It is an honor because welcoming someone in is a biggest form of acknowledgement. And so thank you for hearing me. And I pray that every day you seek just a little bit more light, a little bit more joy, and acknowledge that you do have the power to control all of your peace.
0: Amen to that. If you guys love this episode, you already know what to do. Please do a little screenshot, a little share on social, tag her in all of your posts. I'm sure you had more than one or 10 ahas. I have them all written down if you want the quotes that I'm going to create and like make wall quotes out of them. Maybe that you can add those to your collection of things you sell. See, I'm just an idea freak. We're going to make it happen. Right. And so they're going to quote the greats one day. And I I mean, I think of your mom. That was like a Martin Luther King thing that she said. And they're like, (laughs) shit. So wh- why can't it be Leah? I mean, I think, you know, you're here to make an impact. You're doing it right now. And I think that's the next thing you need to claim. So I'm just going to drop that in your lap for you. Where? And I, go on. And I will come help you sell that shit on QBC when it goes viral. Like, I'm going to just I'm- hand it over to you. I'm going to stand next to you. Welcome to your hair and makeup. How about that? Yes. That's- okay. So you guys just speak the things you want into your life. Stay around the people that bring you joy. And, you know remove the self, unsubscribe from the belief that you can't have the life you want, that you can't be in the energy of people that you so admire or desire to be around. You can make the change, You have the choice. Y'all know I love pouring hype into you, but without taking any inspired action, we stay exactly where we are. So enough of that. I want you to just take a big and in- collective big deep inhale and repeat the word release. <sighs> mm. We started with that and I won't leave you guys with that. Sending you so much love, so much joy. I feel so much peace. Thank you, Leah, for being a part of this podcast and creating just a little ripple effect over here in my community. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of Unscripted. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This is your friendly reminder that if a podcast is on your heart to create, we got you, boo. We created Media Unscripted to take the guesswork out of starting, launching, and growing your podcast. I knew I had to create something that I wish existed three years ago when I started the show, which by the way, had a different name. What does that mean for you? Simply put, you don't have to have it all figured out before you start. We help take the guesswork out of launching your show and creating meaningful content that adds value. A podcast can be your main source of content that not only helps you build an audience, but connects you deeper to your community. Go to mediaunscripted.com to learn more. Giving back is easy. Leave unscripted your 5-star rating and written review. I appreciate your support more than I could ever put into words.